Hey everybody, you are listening to Embrace the Madness. This is Madeline. I put the mad in madness. If you didn't already know, I'm so happy to have you here. And I've had to, it's like I have a billion different channels that I have to share my news. Not even have to, that I get to share. But here, finally, I'm announcing on the podcast that I am moving to Nashville. Davis and I are moving at the end of the year. So we are getting super excited. I feel like it's, you know, totally worth worth a podcast episode. And I'm sure it will help me sort through some of the some of the feelings that I'm experiencing. If you didn't know, I am born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. I the only time I've left was for a semester. I studied abroad in France, so I got like a tiny little glimpse of what it meant to live outside of the city, but then again, it was only four months, so I think this is going to be like the actual official moving and feeling what it feels like to live in another city. Yeah, I think... I'm almost like I just need to breathe. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've been from Memphis my whole life, and I like to think I'm open-minded. And yeah, it's interesting. I don't have the experience of leaving my hometown, and I feel like there's so much judgment around if you stay, if you go, blah, 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 almost like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. And I don't really know if I am feeling judged or feeling any of those types of ways. I think I'm just excited to be doing new things for my career. We also love nature and being able to travel a short distance to do a hike or go play in the water or something like that. So that is another thing. Yeah, my career, I think as far as creating more opportunities, there's going to be so much like the opportunities in Memphis times like a bajillion. And I'm just excited to see what that looks like. I'm also just I just turned on the microphone and started talking and yeah I don't think I've been holding back or you know procrastinating on recording it I really do believe that I'm learning to trust in divine timing and what that just means for me is you know everything's gonna gonna happen the way it's supposed to and I'm gonna learn the lessons that I need to and I just try to try to create that kind of neutral association with whatever unfolds in front of me just so I don't go too far on either side of the emotional spectrum. But yeah, I know sometimes if you aren't really a spiritual person or you are not really a religious person, thinking about divine timing is... It sounds weird, Um, and this isn't even an episode about divine timing, but it sounds like we should totally talk about one. (laughs) 
So yes, I'm just trusting that everything is unfolding the way it should. I think I have so many different emotions that probably talking through this is going to help me process and yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there will be lots of journaling to do because as even though it's like at the end of the year, so I guess 2 months from today, that's when our lease is up. It's like sometimes my brain thinks it's a short time, but then I also remember it's a long time. It's still 60 days. That's still it's still more than like 30 or 10. Um but I do kind of know that it's like things are about to happen, but they haven't yet happened. And I've just been in this weird kind of space like that. I've shared in previous episodes how I feel like this year and especially the last six months have been just so viscerally transformative. And by that, I just mean I can feel it like in my body. I feel like I've experienced a lot of weird not weird, but just like things hiding in the compartments that I don't often look in. And sometimes when we have to face those kind of heavier things, it's a little, it just takes a lot of energy to process. And so I've been kind of just witnessing myself going through this whole shedding and if you know me or know the podcast, I I just love creating meaning. I think that we create meaning in order to, you know, integrate this human experience. And some people believe that there is no meaning. Some people believe there is. I like to think that it's kind of this neutral situation. And then we kind of have the free will to make whatever meaning of it we want based on, you know, our perspective, our our background, our environment. So I definitely think it's very interesting, my Nancy Drew starts coming out, that, you know, all of this shedding has been happening. I'm kind of ending this cycle of being in Memphis for, I'll be 30 in March, it's almost 30 years in one place and that being over. And I know that I'm always going to come back to Memphis. We both have family here. Memphis is home. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I haven't really like decided where I want to retire, but I've just always dreamed of like having, you know, a big house in Memphis and things like that. But I definitely plan on giving back. And coming back to do things. And I think I made kind of sense of it with Davis. Is just like sometimes you have to go in a new environment and have your cup filled so that you can come back and give. And I think we both feel like we have a lot of love to give to the city. There's just sometimes where things get stagnant and you know, change and something new will help you kind of create a different context or yeah, thrive, thrive in a different context so that you can recharge your battery and come back. So 
that's where we're at with all that. Oh, yeah, like I was saying, I just think my brain's like, ding, 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 I see a pattern. But it's just wild to me that, yeah, all of these things are changing. I'm feeling all of these like wild feelings in my body and in my heart and my spirit and all of these things just happening all at the same time. So I'm just observing and and looking at all that and and trying to, I mean, I'm doing a good job of trying. I'm staying grounded. And I think this Thursday will be a month without alcohol, which is exciting. I just recorded my podcast episode about making the decision to stop drinking. It just kind of fell off. I just wasn't interested in it anymore very much. And yeah, so you can check that out. It's like literally the one before this. But I think that has also helped me maintain like a level of clarity and keep my anxiety just kind of at a neutral place. I think anxiety is natural and I'm reevaluating how I relate to my anxiety and, and yeah, I was just like listening. I can like hear the vulnerability in my voice and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just. It's funny. It's not, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just in my feels. (laughs) I'm like sitting here with my hand over my heart. So yeah, what else, what else, what else, what else? I just wanted to come share with y'all because I think ending cycles and, you know, starting new chapters is something that we all experience. And I am experiencing how up and down and kind of oscillating this this journey is. It when you're kind of ending and and then beginning, there's it's almost like like a state change kind of, but but it's like a process. Like, you know. Imagine if we were reading a book, it's like you get to the last page and you have to close it, then you have to get the new book and then you have to open that and start. So there's like kind of little, little spaces of different energies and we don't have a freaking instruction manual. (laughs) So we're just like out here winging it like, well, I hope I don't just mess everything up, but. I know that kind of going back to that whole timing thing, like everything, everything is unfolding as it should. I also like the idea of, of karma and, and how there's just kind of this energy that is not created or destroyed. It's just transferred and transformed and, and changes and alchemizes into different manifestations of itself. And I do believe that, yeah, everything just unfolds and, and, and there's a lot of gray area that we have to surrender to. And I think that's like, that's, that's where I'm at. Like if you had a map, it would be like, you are here and just kind of looking forward 
and also learning to look forward and learning to, you know, you can, you can fix your gaze on the past, but that's not where you're going. And so having that awareness to realize, okay, so I kind of need to be looking in a different direction. I, it would best benefit me by looking forward, you know, as I progress on this journey, as we begin these new chapters, we, we have a lot of power in, in our mindset and our, our choice of looking at things. And I think it's a lot to surrender to and have compassion because we all come from different walks of life and different experiences and therefore each have our own unique individual way of perceiving a situation. And I think that a lot of us, if not all of us, have experienced trauma and suffering in a way that it's scary. It's scary when when you're met with uncertainty and when you have no idea what the fuck's going on in front of you, you know? And I'm even noticing that within myself, how I, you know, my first thought is to think about how scared I am, to think about how nervous I am, to think about all all the failures that are possible and all the ways that things might not go well. And so I've gotten like really curious about that. And it makes sense to me to think, you know, that that's how I was grew, grew, that's how I was raised. I think having parents in, and if you are also a millennial, I think, I think this might help you too, but just like our parents or great grandparents were raised in the great depression. And so like, thinking that you always have something to save or thinking that everything is going to be taken away from you or thinking that there is little to no resources like all of that I think is really foundational in how you perceive the world or your experience so like for me having having parents who were the kids of people who, well, at least my dad, um, yeah, kids of the people who experienced around the Great Depression, or maybe even a little. What I'm getting at is that, you know, the things got, that get passed down generally, generally, goodness gracious, <laughs> thank y'all for being patient. I'm like, I feel like one of those cassette tapes, if you're like, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm just iterating the importance of things getting passed down generationally. Hell yeah. And, and how, at least this is how I make sense of my experience of just, okay, I have this tendency and even these generations before me have this tendency of looking at things from that perspective. And I also, too, understand, like, evolutionarily, I love animal behavior and the ways in which um, humans operate. 
Yeah. If you were a brand new listener, you got to like go back to, I talk all about all of this at the beginning of the podcast, but just like why I think we're here and, and what I think is going on. But having a background in an interest in evolutionary biology, I also understand that fear of uncertainty is because our, our body, our natural instinct is trying to protect us. And it wants to keep us safe because biologically we have, you know, our intentions are to survive and to procreate and to continue our generations after us. So it also makes sense, like, you know, if we experience uncertainty and fear around that uncertainty, I mean, rightly so, like, we don't know there could be a tiger in in the bush that's going to get us or yeah so many things but I'm learning to at least like pause and step back and be able to look at that and say okay well what's really going on here because yeah I have every right to be afraid to move to Nashville and that's okay and I have been trying to listen to my fears instead of ignore them or push them away or, you know, drink alcohol about it. And and so I'm learning to create space for these fears. And, and I, I mean, it definitely has taken me time because it takes everything in me to, like, choose to be courageous in this moment and not freak out of, of like, yeah, freaking out because I have no idea what's going to happen. And so it's been interesting because it's like I'm also creating new experiences, like creating new ways in which I relate to my experiences because all the times before and in the past, my anxiety just goes through the roof and I just, yeah, I can't, I can't, I I get the kind of paralysis from the fight fight oh goodness <laughs> fight flight and fawn response those are like our neurobiological ways of responding to stress. And so yes, historically I have responded from a place of fear and almost just like hyper fixation on the fear and and what could go wrong and all that. And I think there's totally like, yes, like if you prepare for the worst, you'll be prepared. But I'm also realizing like, I don't know if that's like the way I want to look at it anymore. I just, I'm, I'm really trying to consciously move from this like space of fear into love and trust and, and belief that everything works out and and really just, yeah, trying on this new mindset because everything I've been doing like over the last couple of years has really created these profound changes. And and coming from a place of love is really shifting the way that things happen and and, and I experience these things. And so choosing to look at this whole cloud of uncertainty with love and it's a it's a journey y'all <laughs> like reframing uncertainty and, and all this stuff 
but it's also at that point when I remind myself that I need to trust myself and trust that I have had the experiences and and the strength and the courage to you know deal with things as we do like things come up and we have to we have to make decisions and choices and and navigate those and that too is also you know something that I'm unlearning and relearning this idea that I can't trust myself I think that I don't know what happened or where it happened but I really do think that we've all been conditioned to not trust ourselves for me probably it comes a lot from people pleasing I think that when we or maybe like our caregivers you know saying oh well no that's not true or that's not how it is or you're wrong about that just things like that that really just kind of like like hammer into you that you're like oh okay well this is true I can't trust myself I'm not competent and and things like that so transcending that way of being is challenging and and it's definitely something that's come up this whole this whole kind of last year and and especially last six months and I think that's part of this layer that I'm transforming among many others but shedding this part of myself that always made decisions out of fear and made choices based on scarcity and and assuming the worst and and that part of me got me here And so I'm practicing gratitude for that. I've also, I'm like just dropping all my podcasts. It's just like I I talk about the stuff that I go through. And so I've definitely kind of recorded and documented a lot of these feelings this year. But just letting go of this old part of us. And it is something to be grateful for because that part of us did get us to where we are now. But at the same time, like when you get real with yourself and you make these goals or you have these ideas of how you want to go about life and what you want to create for yourself. And these old patterns and tactics aren't going to get us there in an effective way. And so I've kind of just been in this state of like going back and forth between, okay, well, I just need to like cut this part off me. It's, it's dead. It's gone. And I mean, in a sense, yes, I'm thinking of leaves falling off the trees, but then I'm also coming from this like compassionate space of like, well, that also will be a forever part of me. And I don't want to be malicious towards it. And I think that's also, you know, we have the power to to do. Like, I want to release it almost like a tree releasing a seed with the intent that this will spring new life. That there will be an alchemy of, of energy of this, this once 
serving part of me that's no longer serving, transmuting, changing, transforming into something new. And I don't really know what that always looks like. I think it's really hard for us to know what that's going to look like, but we kind of have to surrender to this process, the cyclical nature that we that we experience. And I've been feeling like heavy butterfly cocoon energy symbolism. Like I found two, well, I found one dead, wait, no, we found a couple dead butterflies, two dead butterflies. And then we went on a walk and I found like a dying monarch butterfly. And so we like took her home and, and I think she was probably she, he, they, I'm not really sure. I'm just saying she, cause I have a tendency to just gender things, but this weird, wild symbolism arising in nature has really made me profoundly aware of all the ways in which we are going through birth, death, rebirth cycles. And this is so a part of just nature. We see so many cycles around us in nature. And I've talked about it on the podcast before, like each of these parts of the cycle are so important for the functioning of the cycle. And this is a huge, like heavy revelation for me too, just as like learning to rest and learning to listen to my body and learning to respect these cycles, to follow my menstrual cycle, to follow the moon cycles, just to pay attention to all the cycles in my life. And it's cool because one of my human design gates is about cycles, but these cycles help us, help me at least, like remember perspective and, and, and know like, okay, cool. Well, at no point is any of this permanent. Like each of these phases of the cycle is temporary. That includes discomfort. That also includes like the harvest and, and, and the, the reaping of what you've, you know, worked towards. Like they're all finite times and spaces and phases. So that can help us when we are in this scary, cloudy, weird darkness where we're afraid and we're uncomfortable and and it's visceral like for damn sure. And what's been helping me is just remembering that this is temporary. Like this is a part of the cycle. And and because nature is nature and and whole and perfect in every way I don't even remember what I was going to say <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to breathe <laughs> And honestly like this could be my tendency to intellectualize and you know piece it all together and create meaning and blah 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 and think logically and rationally about it which I think is great just for me to help to help me create meaning but it also doesn't you know change the pain and 
the suffering that we experience as we go through the growth periods and the hard times and the challenging times. So I definitely resonate and and empathize with you if you are also in kind of like a end of the end of the cycle weird death transformation rebirth kind of void purgatory not purgatory that has like a negative connotation so I'll take that out reverse 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 it is just like a it's like a waiting room it's just a neutral I don't know I don't know it's just weird and I know it's uncomfortable and it like freaks me out sometimes and I'm just like why can't you be comfortable but something that I listened to, you know, I love Catherine Zankina of Manifestation Babe. She was doing a workshop and she was explaining that uncertainty is kind of in place to create more variety and excitement to life. Because if we could expect everything and knew how everything was going to turn out and everything was just calculated to a T, it would be boring. And, and I know sometimes like when you're on a roller coaster and you're like, and like the whole thing too, is all of this, these little quips and these little advices and all these things, like they're just meant to support us on our journey. And so I'm just sharing what helps me kind of make it through. And, and I was talking about it in a TikTok too. Just how moment by moment this entire journey is. Like, and it's just so moment by moment. And I'm learning that by living in the present moment, like, that's how we navigate things. That's how we make it through. That's how we cross that bridge of like not knowing to knowing from ending a chapter to a beginning, just staying in the present moment. I, I'm staying present to all the opportunities that are coming my way. And you have so many opportunities that are coming your way too. We can get in a place of receiving and trusting that, you know, we are here to learn these lessons and to heal this this karma and Everything that is happening is happening for us. And I, this is an interesting conversation too, because, you know, talking about trauma and how, how the fuck does that happen for us? Like, how does someone dying happen for us? There's a lot. I think that we just, as human beings, don't have the capacity to think about. We just don't have the consciousness. I believe that whatever energetically is happening, source, you know, this greater energy, I think it has a higher consciousness than us. So I surrender to the fact that there's a lot that I don't know. And I also don't ever want to claim to be like oh I know exactly what's going on because I only know exactly what's going on in my experience and what makes sense for me and and me creating meaning by 
helping me to navigate through the ups and the downs and the discomfort. And I also understand that we all have different beliefs about why we're here and what we're doing. And so I respect all those as long as we're respecting each other in the process. And all I mean to say by everything is happening for us is just becoming aware of going back to what I was talking about earlier, our tendency to be afraid instead of trust. And the whole everything is happening for us, not to us, I think allows us to transcend this victim mentality and be able to choose power and empower ourselves to say, you know what, like, I am strong and I create my reality. I'm a creator. I choose how to feel and I choose how to be and I choose how to behave and act and speak and share and love. And just totally moving from this place of like, why me to like, oh, well, duh, me, like, I'm here to fucking rock this shit. (laughs) But going back to leaving Memphis, I am going to miss it so much. I'm going to miss my family, all the people, all the people who support me in Maddo and my music and... Yeah, there's never going to be a time that I forget you or forget, you know, all the ways that Memphis has shaped me, my WYXR family, and I'm still going to be with WYXR. We'll let you know as soon as, as soon as I know what's up with all that. But yeah, changes, changes are good and changes are healthy and growth is exciting and reminds me of all the opportunities and all of the blessings that are headed our way and I'm so grateful to be able to share with you all how I'm feeling and yeah just be transparent about this new chapter in my life and also the raw weird uncomfortable feelings that may go with it and I share my experience to offer an account uh, offer stories offer meaning for you if you if it makes sense for you and if you if you kind of agree and, and think along the same lines because I think as Ramda says, like we're all walking each other home. We're we're here we're here to help show each other the way to love. And that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So I might do another podcast again about the move. I just kind of wanted to have a little space where I could just share my feelings and share my current thoughts and yeah, share my heart. But I'm so grateful for you for listening. This was your first time listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. As you can see in the catalog, um, there's so much stuff that we talk about. I'm excited to talk about all things science, where it intersects with spirituality, how to navigate 
life's inevitable challenges and ups and downs, how to, you know, create a better relationship with our emotions so that we can enjoy life more, give ourselves the gift of peace. And I'm looking forward to the future and everywhere, everywhere we're going. I love y'all so much and I will catch you later. Bye.